Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are here to talk about yet another Carolina Panthers loss. Uh, the Panthers fall on their last primetime game of the year, 24-16 to the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. Lots of thoughts about this game. Uh, lots of feelings that came out of this game for me personally. I uh, actually kind of liked how this game turned out. Um, I've got some yeah. positive feelings after this game. I personally am glad we lost. At this point, I want a top five pick to either trade back or get a possible franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. If we win when the next couple games, I'm going to be kind of upset, honestly, at this point. Yeah. Uh, the games mean nothing to the Panthers now in terms of the playoffs or uh, and long term, it's better mm-hmm. for the Panthers to lose out and secure a top five pick. You're absolutely with, right. With that being said, there's also positives to take out of this game. I think I mean, there's a ton of positives. I, don't, I so, can't think of any negatives, honestly. Oh, I can think of a few negatives. Okay. I'll get into those. Well, let's start off with our three key plays of the game. Oh, okay. The first one we're going to go ahead. Packers first series, third and one from Green Bay's 28. We could stop them here, get them out, off the ball, get the ball back and try to drive. Nope, Aaron Jones runs right up the middle for 46 yards all the way down to the Panthers' 26-yard line. That's that was a that was a killer because at that time you were kind of feeling good. You're like, all right, the, mm-hmm. you know, and even mm-hmm. if they got a third and one and got two yards, it would have been better than a 46 <laughs> straight up the middle. Just killed you. Yeah, that was a backbreaker. Um, I guess if if I am thinking of negatives from this game, the first half just in general was a huge negative. <laughs> uh, the Packers ran all over the Panthers, and that Aaron Jones run was just the tip of the iceberg. Honestly, absolutely. Now, moving on to our second key play of the game. Panthers down 14-3, have a nice drive, running the ball well, have the ball on the Packers' one, first and goal. Teddy Bridgewater tried to jump over the line, attempts to reach his hand out, and one of the Packers' defenders knocks it out of his hand. Packers recover, take it back to the Panthers' 47. That's... Yeah. Wow. That was... Soon as Teddy started his run i was like please just let him get stopped because they had yeah it just looked like a a play that was blown up i'm like please just let him get stopped don't let anything else happen and then he reaches for it which matt rule said after the game i have told the players in the preseason i've reiterated it throughout the season don't reach across the goal line unless it's fourth down to everybody not just teddy Uh, and teddy did it you know he tried his best cam newton impression and not strong enough, I guess. Those those two gloves weren't sticky enough to hold on to the ball. <laughs> you would think with the gloves it would have been a little easier <laughs> for him. I'm honestly shocked that doesn't happen more often, that those don't get knocked out. I don't but, think, yeah. I, I don't know that it happens. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, when Cam, we used to see it a lot with Cam, of course, because mm-hmm. Cam, you know, just has that vice-like grip and was able to do it. But I don't know. Teddy, just not that, not that same guy, I guess. No, I... And honestly, first and goal, I wasn't the biggest fan of that type of play call there. but Yeah, and it was a, a called QB sneak. Teddy didn't yeah. just outable to that or anything. Um, so that was the play. Just was poor, extremely poorly executed. Mm-hmm. Offensive line and by him. Yep. All right, our third key play of the game. Fourth quarter with two minutes and four seconds left. First and ten on the Packers' 15. The Panthers kick a field goal. Make it. 
Yeah, they're down 11 points at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need two scores. And Matt Rule go ahead, elects to go ahead and take the three points now and kick off. And this is uh, kind of controversial, it seems like. Uh, I saw a lot of people questioning that call. And I'm you know, one of them. Yeah, you're one of them. Um, go ahead and tell me why you think it was a bad call. Because you kick the field goal, you're still down eight. If you get right. score the touchdown and you don't make the two point conversion, you're 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 in trouble again. You're just automatically losing. You're on the fifteen yard line. Joey Sly has a big leg. At least you could try a longer field goal, but instead you're gonna have to drive the length of the field mm-hmm. and you score a darn touchdown. So I think you at least take a couple quick shots to the end zone. I understand the one timeout mm-hmm. and the two minute warning. I think that's issue. the key. I think that's the whole reason why this was a good call is because you have one timeout. Uh, if you go for even one one shot to the end zone, you're at the two-minute warning. Mm-hmm. So you're losing that two-minute warning stoppage time. If you score the t- Even if you score the touchdown at that point, you are forced to do an onside kick because there's not enough time left, right? I mean, even, I, even, if, you, even if you kicked off and got the stop and used your timeout, you're looking at, what, 30 seconds? Left, okay, and here's here's my other contradictory. You're faring, facing Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Jones has been running all up and down the field. So at I'm that not, point, yes, it was in the fourth quarter where they started to slow them down and everything. No, the whole second half they were slowing them down. The whole second half the Panthers but played I really sti- good defense. They did, but I still think that Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers are and Devontae Adams, that's the number one offense in the league. So I, I don't know if I feel comfortable giving our defense, who has not been playing well all season. Yes, they were playing decent in this game towards the second in the second half. That that chance and again and then if you score the touchdown, <clears throat> you get you can find out if you need a field goal or if you need another touchdown. Mm-hmm. But at, but you're still behind the eight ball in time. Either way, at that point. I mean, well, I'm it, saying it's, it, it, it it's just those work, bad time management right? timeouts that we take. But yes, that's true. There's no reason we should have only had one timeout left at that point. Um, but it did work. The Panthers kicked yeah. off and they were able to get a stop. And they had the ball with plenty of time left to go down and score. And just again, Teddy couldn't get it done Absolutely. in the fourth quarter. Uh, uh, but I like I like the call. Um, I did it. Yeah. I think you go I understand for the it. Intel. I think either way, it's a extremely long shot to. To win, yes. Um, but to me, the way the defense was playing, let me ask you this: If the defense was playing, if the defense and the way they played in the second half had been playing that way all season long, mm-hmm. then it would, would be a felt, slightly different. I probably okay. would have felt a little bit different. But at so the Matt same Rule time. just had extreme confidence in the defense at this point and felt like that was the best way to try to win the game. And I agree. I think the the chances of getting an onside kick are so low right now, you know, with the way that the They really need to rules. fix that. Yeah. It's so low that you almost, I mean, the odds favor you just getting a stop, getting a three and out versus even against Aaron Rodgers in them and, and instead of getting an onside kick. It's just so low percentage. It's a low percentage of us having a two-minute drive that actually goes anywhere anyway. So, I mean. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's what, And that's another thing is like, does it really matter? I guess no. because it was going to be extremely difficult to win either way, um, but I just don't think it's a, a an obvious what the hell was he thinking type call. 
Um, I think it, it, the way he did it, it worked perfectly. And if the Panthers would have been able to get down there and score again, then I think he'd be heralded as making a really good call there. But but here's here's the question: If he would have got, if we would have driven the length of the field, got that t- touchdown, and then mm-hmm. failed on the two point conversion, then what do we do? I mean, we're gonna have to onside kick it again mm-hmm. and get the ball. It, yeah, but then you're, I, you know. I understand what he did, and it's not a negative. I'm not really knocking it at all. I mean, it mm-hmm. was. You're playing with a switchblade knife at this point. You're probably gonna get stuck no matter what. Yeah, I like it that it was not the obvious call to make. Like, I think the obvious call to make is to go for it and try to score. And this was a little different. And he, you know, he he tried something new. Yeah. And clock management wise, I think it was the right call. Uh, maybe, you know, if you if you go for it and you do score the touchdown, you get the onside kick. Obviously, that's the better way to go, yeah. right? But you have to get the onside kick. So. Uh, either way, I'm glad Joey made the field goal because if he missed it, then the whole thing blows up and it doesn't matter. Yeah, Joey <laughs> so. had a decent night last night. I mean, I could tell from the first, you can always tell from his first kick. That first kick was right down the middle, and I was like, all right, he's not going to miss tonight. And he didn't. <laughs> if, he, if that first kick is a little wobbly and like really close to the upright, he's going to miss at least one. You can always tell with him. Uh, but either way, so that's our, our three key plays. Um, I just want to start off by saying I was really impressed with the second half of this game from the Panthers. I agree. I've I not Phil Snow left and right on this mm-hmm. show. He, he After those first three drives that they gave up touchdowns, he I don't know what he did on defense. I don't know if he gave him a rally speech, but that defense looked night and day different. They was were completely getting, different. getting yeah. to Aaron Rodgers, making him a right. I mean, Aaron Rodgers threw for under 150 yards today. Or last night that yeah. that's great it's incredible and you know he ca- they came into the season with what was it 13 sacks given up i think and the panthers had five last night yeah and i think they were all in the second half um so I-, I was worried watching that first half and i and i tweeted it out and it basically was like i hope that the panthers haven't given up on their coach because in the first half it looked like it i that first quarter or first half i I literally thought they did. I was like, wow, is Matt Rule not not that guy? Because yeah. Ron Rivera's team never gave up on him. Yeah. I was worried, man. Up. I was like, this is this is ugly. They don't look like they're giving any effort. Uh, are you frozen? Okay, you're back. Um, they don't look like they're giving effort. And I was super worried. But then they came out in that second half and, again, looked like a completely different team, defensively mm-hmm. especially. And then offensively as well, they were putting drives together, moving the ball, taking long drives, and uh, I was extremely happy that they came out and played hard for their coach in the second half. I am extremely too. Uh, happy. The offense, honestly, there was only one bright spot on offense that I DJ really Moore. saw. DJ Moore. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else kind of eh. Curtis Samuel, I'm five. You had nine targets, four catches, and a couple of those were your drops. Yeah, he had a rough night. Uh, that one long pass in the fourth quarter last drive, mm-hmm. it looked like he just took a bad angle on the pass. At first, yeah. I thought it was pass interference, but I don't think it really would, it should have been called. If it was, it was very ticky tacky and yeah. shouldn't have been called. So, yeah, um, great night for DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, offense overall struggled, of course. You know, you only score sixteen points. That's tough. Um, Teddy was twenty-one of thirty-five, two hundred fifty-eight yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. I uh, did run the ball f- 
fairly well at times. Four carries for 26 yards and a touchdown. Um, I, I don't like it when Teddy runs, honestly. It's different than when Cam did it. When Cam did it, it felt like there was a purpose. When Teddy does it, it just feels like ah, he's just kind of giving up on the play and he's taken off. Um, I, he's, he's a little faster than I expected. I, I don't mind him running. He does score yeah. a lot of touchdowns this way by having man to coverage. They have their backs turned and he scrambles up. Yeah, I don't mind the touchdowns. Um, <laughs> well, I just obviously. Feel like, yeah, I feel like it's a, it's just not a good sign when he's having to run. I guess that's what I mean. My biggest problem is his third and 14. I'm going to check it down to a two-yard <laughs> two pass. So yeah. That's what drives me crazy. That's, about uh, that's a, a full-season-long issue with us. Yeah, And Mike Davis was having a good game in that drive that they went down to that one. Him mm-hmm. and Ronnie Smith were running the ball, and I was like, oh, good, we're going to stick with the run game. And then after that, we went down <laughs> – 21-3, and then abandoned the run for obvious yeah. reasons at that point. Yeah. And I was like, well, there goes any chance of a run game we have. Yeah, Mike Davis had a, a decent game. 14 carries, 59 yards, uh, two catches for two yards. I've noticed that they've really stopped throwing the ball to the running backs mm-hmm. over the last several weeks, and I wish they wouldn't do that because that was working pretty well early in the season. I, I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you feel like Joe Brady's offense is kind of getting very stagnant? It feels like it's not... It's not exciting. Not not like we expected coming into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as the season is coming to a close here, and, you know, you, you just wonder how much they're showing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, against the, with these games that don't mean much. And, you know, he's learning. I think he'll be, as we talked about last week, I think he'll be back next year. Uh, I'm just excited to see what this coaching staff can do with, like, a full off season. Um you know, practices, OTAs, chemistry building, all that stuff. I, I really think next season is going to be a lot different than what we're seeing. I but yeah, so I do too. agree with you. Because uh, I I see improvement on the defense, even through mm-hmm. this game. Yeah. After that first half, that run defense bowed up, mm-hmm. looked good. I mean, Brian Burns, two sacks. Mm-hmm. Derek Brown, Derek two sacks. Hello, pass he, rushing Derek Brown. He Well, he's been getting to the quarterback pressures, but he hasn't been bringing them down. And today is yeah. the first time that they really did that. And I think a big part of Aaron Rodgers struggles, I mean, 20 out of 29 is struggling for Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers with 143, <laughs> was that pressure up the middle that Derek Brown was given. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Obata as well. Mm-hmm. Obata also had a sack, um, and I, which I think also came from the, the interior defensive position. Yeah, yeah uh, if Derek Brown can consistently, you know, get the quarterback on the ground, that's going to free up Burns so much more. And then whoever ends up playing on that other side, you know, down the line, that's going to be nasty. It's going to be real nasty. And someone who didn't really hit the stat sheet that had a good game, Gross Montos. Yeah. If you watch some of the tape, there's a lot of the tapes where Aaron Rodgers is getting the ball out right before it gets there. And Gross Montos was back in that backfield quite often too. Yeah. So it was good to see the pressure because we didn't think that we were going to be able to pressure Aaron no, Rodgers. Not at all. As good as that offensive line was, and as quickly as he can get the ball out, it was nice to see. Um, you mentioned Rodney Smith earlier. I was pleasantly surprised with how well he played. Uh, he ran the ball extremely well. Every time he touched it, it seemed like he made something happen. And he he actually led the re- or running backs and catches three catches for twenty four yards, four rushes for twenty three yards. Uh, I like him. Yeah, yeah, I, I like I, him. He's a good, he's a good third down running back or a third option mm-hmm. running back. That's yeah, no problems there. 
Uh, one of the receivers, DJ Moore, had a massive night. Six receptions, 131 yards. Uh, had that late 40-yard catch that set up the field goal for Joey Sly. Um, he was good all night. Made some extremely tough catches. Mm-hmm. And doesn't look like COVID has affected him <laughs> at all. No. A lot of people say they struggle afterwards. And yeah. DJ did not look like he struggled. He had a great night. By the way, uh, bet of the week. I did have DJ Moore, so Jerry will be speaking in a Wisconsin accent on our next show. For I will be butchering a Wisconsin accent on the next podcast. (laughs) Excited about that. Um, Curtis Samuel, four for forty-two. Ian Thomas had his most yardage of the year: three catches, twenty-nine yards. You wanted to talk about him for a minute. I just wanted to say he looked positive out there. I mean, I know he, he didn't have any breakout plays or anything, but. He was a safety valve, and that's what he was used as this week. And that I felt like that was a good role for him. Yes, he's not going to be a top-tier tight end. Right. But if we could use him in this type of situation, that's good. That's where we need him. Yeah, he's he's not the tight end of the future here, I don't think. But um, he was not a he, – he contributed in this game. Yeah. And that's really uh, a compliment to him uh, based on what he's done so far. Uh, we talked about Roddy, Robbie Smith in the passing game. Rodney, uh, Robbie Anderson had a terrible game. Two for 21 on five targets. Just couldn't do anything. Couldn't get and open. I, I don't know what the deal was. Did you see him on the game footage while you were watching him on the sidelines? He just seemed out of it. I, I don't know. It could have been just the shots they were taking of him, or maybe he just was out of rhythm, but he just didn't seem into the game. Yeah. And again, I mean, this is just watching from TV, so you don't know what's really going on in his head or anything else he just didn't seem like he had the fire like i've seen him have before yeah his, the second half of the season he's he's had a couple of okay games uh but he hasn't hit 100 yards since week five and he just i don't know he, he doesn't look like that receiver that we were so blown away by the first half of the season um so hoping that he figures something out or or that that wasn't just a flash in the pan. He and DJ Moore, by the way, did pass 1,000 yards receiving. Yep, I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, so good job to them. Um, defensively, Rasul Douglas led the team in tackles. Uh, as we've said many times, you always hate it when your corner leads the team in tackles. <laughs> you know, you'd like to see a linebacker or you know somebody closer to the ball do that. Uh, Jeremy Chan had another good night, six total tackles, uh, five solo, and had a couple of you know, breakaway tackle plays that stopped, you know, extremely long plays from happening. So like, I like to see that Jermaine Carter had a great game. Do you notice how many impact plays he was making? Uh, I saw him getting to the uh, running backs and everything. I did see him play well. I'm yeah. so glad that they've made the final switch of getting Tahir Whitehead off the field and getting him in. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like Jermaine Carter Agreed. can grow a little bit and I feel it, it looks, feels promising with Carter out there while Tahir Whitehead, it just felt like, you know, a dumpster fire. So you have the snap counts. Um, what was Tahir Whitehead's? Did he play at all? He's, he didn't show up on the stat sheet. Zero. Zero. Okay. That makes sense then. Um, yeah, I, I saw Dante Jackson make a couple of good plays. Let's be honest. Our corners, had a good game. They were able to keep uh, Devontae Adams mm-hmm. to, what, 42 yards, I think, which is, I think, his low of the season. And Alan Lazard to 56 with five catches. Yeah. I want to. Yeah, he led the team. <laughs> I do want to 
give a shout out to Miles Hartsfield. He had a couple big plays, really great yeah. deep down the field, had great coverage. And there was yep. another one shortly after that. He had another really spectacular play of stopping a runner. Stop. Yeah, so yeah, I think it was it was either a screen pass or something right there. Yeah, so, I thought I tweeted out Hartsfield uh, greater than Pride, and he's he definitely played like it. I was gonna say I think the coaching staff agrees as Hartsfield had forty seven percent of the snaps while Pride only had twenty nine. Yeah, I mean, Pride. I think did Pride got hurt early in the game, so. Um, or kind of midway through the second quarter, I think. So not sure uh, what the extent of that was, but I'm glad Hartsfield got an opportunity because he played very well. Yeah, I, I like keeping him around as an undrafted guy. I think think he's got one of those guys that maybe could blossom into a really solid contributor on this team. Yeah, plus he can play uh, emergency running back if he has to, <laughs> as we saw earlier this year. <laughs> um, you talked about F.A. about it a little bit. I he only showed up with one uh, tackle, one sack on the stat sheet, but I thought he played really well. Um, and anybody else on the Panthers' side you want to talk about before we move to Packers? No, I I think you just brought them all up. Uh, that defensive yeah. line in the second half played really well. Brian Burns, Etor Gross-Bantuos, yeah. F.A. Obata, Derek Brown, they all played really great. And they're a really young line. Uh, F.A. Mm-hmm. is the oldest one, but you expect him to be more of a – edge rusher whenever Zach Kerr we get in our defensive tackle mm-hmm. and you're healthy again. So it, it looks bright for the future, honestly. Yeah, and I think Obata has earned his spot on the team moving forward because, you know, he's showing his versatility. Mm-hmm. He's making plays. He's making plays every week. I, uh, he's you know. second in the team with sacks. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that they brought him back and didn't just give up on him. Uh, moving to Green Bay, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers, 20 of 29, 143 yards, one touchdown. Uh, especially in the second half, he he looked not great, like just, you know, old and slow he looked, in the second he half. He looked very frustrated. Yeah, he, and, and he talked about it after the game. I didn't see that, did he? Yeah, he, he basically just said uh, he kind of gave the Panthers a lot of... Uh, Backhanded compliments? Not even compliments, like backhanded insults, basically saying that, you know, ah, this is a team that we should have just really come out here and rolled. You know, we won, but, you know, against this team, we really should have looked a lot better. You know, a lot of stuff like that. Like, he was happy with the win, but really, you know, not not happy that how they looked in it. But um, Aaron Jones, 20 carries, 145 yards, the vast majority of that in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, Panthers did a, a good job slowing him down in the second half. Jamal Williams, only one carry for six yards, uh, although he did have two catches for 14 yards. I was surprised they didn't give him the ball. I more. was surprised they didn't run the ball more. I know. Yeah. I know. Th- well, they ran it 27 times. If that five of those are Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers, yeah. those are scrambles. They're not run plays. No, they, yeah, that's true. So, I, especially how well they were able to run on us in the first half. I thought they were just going to mm-hmm. punch, keep punching it down our throats. And Yeah, they averaged 7.2 yards per carry. I mean, I know they had a couple of big ones, but still, that's yeah. <laughs> that's that's good. Um, and, Aaron, you know, Aaron Jones alone, 20 carries. So uh, looking at receivers, Alan Lazard, 5 for 56. Devontae Adams, 7 for 42. Robert Tanyan, uh, the only touchdown reception, 3 for 18. 
And then, you know, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, and that's it. Dada Scantling did nothing, and he's uh, he's their big play guy. He had one target, no catches. So I uh, thought the Panthers did a good job shutting down those receivers. Uh, looking at defense, uh, Christian Kirksey led the team in tackles with nine. They ended up with three sacks, the Packers did. Uh, Amos, Zedarius Smith, and Preston Wilson all get a sack. Anything else you want to talk about with the Panthers? Or uh, I'm sorry, with the Packers? No, not really. I mean, our O line struggled again. Um, there was that Teddy Bridgewater fumbled, and we recovered it in the mm-hmm. end zone, but it got called back because our O line uh, Miller had a holding call. So mm-hmm. just some untimely penalties for the Panthers yeah. in this game. Um, just looking kind of overall, Panthers. Led in total yards, 364 to 291. Uh, both teams ended up with 20 first downs. The Panthers, a slight lead in time of possession, 30 minutes and 51 seconds to 29.09. Uh, but the Panthers, seven penalties for 66 yards. And as we said, a couple of those were a little rough. Um, in the red zone, the Panthers were one for five. So, again, those struggles continue. Yep. We'll find out. Wonder how the game would have uh, turned out if Teddy wouldn't have fumbled at the goal line. I don't know. Could have been. It could have been different. Could have been a lot closer. Because even though yeah. it's they lost by eight points, I mean, <clears throat> you felt like this game really didn't have much of a chance. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, as coming in, we everybody I saw, and you, even you and I on our preview podcast, we all basically said the Panthers were going to lose this game. Yeah, and they did. They did beat the spread. Uh, the spread was eight and a half, and they lost by eight. So I don't remember. I think that's what you said, mm-hmm. right? You thought it was going to be a one-score game. Um. So yeah, uh, and uh, again, just to reiterate, I love the fire the Panthers came out with in the second half. Um, even though the pen- this is a loss, it feels it doesn't feel like a loss to me uh, in the long-term scheme of things. It feels like a win. And I hope to see the Panthers play well and lose in the next two weeks. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. I think we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the Heroes and Zeros and the Game Grades. And now for a quick break and a word from our sponsor. I want to tell you about Ubico. Ubico sets new world standards for simple, secure login preventing unauthorized access to computers, servers, and internet accounts. The YubiKey from Yubico is a physical security key using two-factor authentication to protect your accounts. As more of us continue to work from home, it is more important than ever to protect your secure information. So what can you do to protect your accounts? Yubico is offering our listeners $10 off your next purchase of $100 or more using the code POD at Yubico.com. That's code POD, P-O-D, at Yubico.com. Say hello to the YubiKey and goodbye to account takeovers. This year we're all looking for the perfect holiday gift, and today I want to tell you about the gallery. The Gallery Shop is a curated collection of photographs from all around the world. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, for the holiday season, the Gallery is exclusively offering our listeners 25% off of your next purchase using the code FRIDAY. That's 25% off of your next purchase at thegallery.com, that's the G-A-L-R-Y.com, using the code FRIDAY. The Gallery. Create your perfect space. 
And we are back. And we're going to quickly go over our heroes and zeros of the game. Let's go ahead and start off with zeros this time. Steven, why don't you start it off? Oh, man. Um, you, th you threw me for a loop here, Jay. <laughs> I want to end <laughs> on a positive. I mean, let's... <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, I guess I'll, I'll go with Bridgewater here. Uh, even though he wasn't technically a zero, uh, he did have a mat that huge fumble that you know you don't want to say it cost us the game, but had that turned out differently, uh, it could could have changed the way this game was played. Um, I just didn't think he was particularly effective, and I don't really know of anybody else that I'd put the zero on. So I'm going with him. I am actually going to agree with you. I yeah. I'm I already had it in my head, Teddy Bridgewater. That fumble, he fumbled again, but didn't end up costing us because of a holding call. And when 55 seconds left and he gets the ball fourth quarter, I know he's not going to do it. He, yeah. They're 2-8 and eight in one-score games, and he's had the ball with a chance to win, I would, I think, about eight times. Almost all of them, yeah. And he doesn't do it. Zero. I'm sorry, you're not. That's, that's true, yeah. So that's, that's a good point. Like You have no confidence I, in, mm, in that. Not at all. And it may be yeah. Joe Brady's play calling mixed with his his love of dumping off on two yards, but I, it's he's a zero because of that. I just knew he was going to mess that up, and he did. Yeah. And by the way, if I ever I, – I don't need to hear any more about Teddy Bridgewater's completion percentage from the commentators anymore this season. No. It, I don't care about it. I don't care if he completes 80% of his passes the rest of the way. Throw the Doesn't matter. Throw the, He's losing the games. Yeah. All right. Now let's go to some fun heroes. I'll go ahead and start off with my hero, Derek Brown. Ah. <laughs> yeah, two sacks, man. Yeah. Your first sack of the game or of your career. And then two, you were in that backfield. You made Aaron Rodgers' little happy feet. Good job, man. And you... Just good job. I've been waiting yeah. for him to have a, a game stat-wise that's broke out because he's been playing really well. But this mm -hmm. is the first stat game that he played really well. I 100% agree, and, and that's who I was going to go with. Luckily, there are plenty of options mm. to go with in this game, which is it's so funny. Like Panthers lost by eight points, and we're totally outclassed in the first half. And yet, again, I feel good about it. Um, I feel You could go DJ Moore here. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to go Brian Burns just because uh, he, he made the huge play towards the end of the game that gave the Panthers another opportunity mm -hmm. to come down and score. Um, he looked like he got a little banged up on that play, but after the game, it seemed like he was okay. Yeah, he said he tweaked his knee and that okay. he was okay. He actually did the conf or the little presser afterwards. And what mm -hmm. I read is usually if you have a serious injury, they don't let you do the presser. And yeah. all he said is, I just tweaked my knee a little bit, and it'll be fine next week. So, Yeah, hopefully he's okay. Um, but yeah, he's just, as usual, just looked like the best, certainly the best pass rusher that the Panthers have and maybe the best defensive player overall. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to give it to Brian Burns. Usually you give it to Brian Burns. So I'm, I'm glad I get an opportunity yeah. this time. <laughs> I, I really hope he gets double-digit sacks by the end of the season. He's at eight. He's What is he at, an eight now? Yeah, so, so he should get there. There's two games left, and... He's getting... And if Dwayne Haskins plays next week, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly. You should be able to get to 10 in that game alone. 
and let's go. All to right, game grades. Yeah. Game grades. Do you want to kick it off? Um. Yeah. I'll, I'm gonna give the Panthers a C plus in this game. Um. I think an A in the second half and a F in the first half. And uh, just gonna give them the plus because I feel positive about it. I'm going C minus. Uh, very similar yeah. reasons. Uh, first half, the defense definitely got an F. I mean, three straight drives, three straight touchdowns, put your team down. But then they really showed up, played well. But that offense, man, besides DJ Moore, no one showed up. Yeah, it just well, you know, we talked about the Packers had a, a good defense, mm-hmm. uh, and the Panthers did. You know, in the second half, they outscored them thirteen to three. So uh, again, you're probably not going to win if you're only scoring thirteen points a half against the Packers, but I felt better, again, yeah, C minus, C plus, it's basically yeah. the same thing. But I feel I felt a little better. If they had done that in the first half, I probably would have gone C minus, honestly. And, and you got to think, the red zone, again, <clears throat> not, not punching yeah. it in over and over yeah. again. That's something that they're going to have to focus on in the offseason for sure mm-hmm. because, obviously, red zone scoring is extremely important. The, the better teams are the ones that score when they're in the red zone, so – uh yeah is that it that is it we want to thank everyone for listening if you like our show please let your friends know please follow us on twitter at meow mix podcast if you have any questions or comments you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show also if you have any bets that we can do since we're doing this all virtual now Hmm. like me unfortunately talking in a wisconsin accent next episode let us know yeah maybe uh jerry can shave his beard or something whoa 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 uh we'll be back on i think we're gonna be back on wednesday this week um because of the holiday and everything so we're gonna do a little early this week and uh the panthers of course play sunday so i'll be back on wednesday to talk about panthers washington Uh, That should be an interesting game to talk about. So uh, until then, everybody stay safe out there. Have a happy uh, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and we'll talk to you later. Keep pounding.